$33,000 Nissan Shitbox Leaf Battery Replacement Saga Update. Spoiler alert, Nissan Strayer still complete. <laughs> Corporate cockheads. Batteries not included. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their next new cars. But not that shitbox leaf, okay? Even I have vestigial standards. On the 1st of October, I brought you the case of Philip Carlson, a Canberra-based engineer who bought a shitbox leaf in 2012. He's been battling Nissan for two years now over the grossly diminished range of his leaf, which he says originally got only 120 kilometres per charge versus the Nissan bullshit claim of 175. Today, he says that car is down to just 40 kilometres per charge or 25 in winter with the heater on, which you would want in a Canberran winter, if you've ever been there. So I think you'd agree that car is little more than heavily depreciated roadside furniture at this point. Lennox Motors in Canberra, the local dealer, quoted him a staggering 33 grand and change to supply a new battery and fit it on a car worth like, I don't know, maybe 12 grand today. More on that up there in that link. And thank you so much for putting us on the flight path today. That's great. I think that was an Airbus A380. Link in the description anyway. And I'll wait patiently as the planes fly overhead and you bring yourself up to speed on a quieter video, if you so choose. That shitbox has a major design defect. That's pretty clear. And that's the problem. There's no heat exchanger built in to protect the battery. So guess what happens? The battery gets too hot and it dies early, especially in warm environments where the mercury regularly nudges 40 degrees C in summer, like Canberra, where Mr. Carlson lives. Unlike other EVs on the same evolutionary timeline, such as the electric Jesus Model S and the Chevy Volt, which both had radiators protecting the batteries, those Nissan assholes cut serious corners on R&D and now they expect customers to pay. It's basically impossible to cool those batteries passively, okay? And it's impossible to think that those Nissan clowns did not know about this in R&D. Passive cooling just won't work because you cannot hang the friggin' batteries out in the breeze for convection because they have to be weather sealed and also well protected against mechanical damage. The battery installation is just badly designed. They overheat and they crap out early. Nissan admitted this tacitly in 2015 by changing the design owing to the staggering number of early failures. I mean, why else would they bother? And just to be clear, right, this is not a rant about inferior early battery technology. This is about the bullshit non-inclusion of a frigging cooling system which borders on gross engineering negligence. According to the ACCC, which has its heart in the right place, but sadly lacks both balls and teeth, there is a legislated consumer guarantee of acceptable quality, which means products must be safe, lasting, with no faults, and do all the things someone would normally expect them to do. Well, that's kind of unfortunate for the shitbox leaf. 
In fact, you are entitled to a full refund if the problem with the product is major and it occurs unreasonably early. Refunds should be the same amount you have already paid provided in the same form as your original payment. The refund test is interesting. It examines the length of time it's reasonable for the product to be used and the amount of time it's reasonably expected to tolerate use before failure. The warranty status of the product is not part of the refund test, so your shitbox leaf can be out of warranty and you may still be entitled to a full refund if it fails badly enough, early enough. And if I paid 53 and a half grand for a car as Mr. Carlson did, I would expect it to be useful for more than 90,000 kilometers and seven years, which is where his shitbox leaf is. Instead of doing the right thing, of course, by its customers and obeying consumer law as an absolute minimum, honoring that refund obligation, those Nissan assholes dumped this steaming pile of bullshit into the laps of leaf owners down under. Nissan put in place a battery exchange program on April the 1st for any customers of a Series 1 Leaf where their lithium-ion battery no longer provided the owner with the capacity to support their driving requirements. That is a direct quote in writing from Ben Warren, the National Manager for Electrification and Mobility at Nissan here in Schittsville. Their top plug-in dude, in other words. April the 1st, right? At least, life's not without a sense of irony. Yes. I'm no lawyer, but that certainly seems somewhat less than the law requires, at least to me. These Nissan chumps are actually negotiating their legal obligations away, and that in itself is illegal. The law says refund, but instead they're on about, how about you pay us 10 grand plus labour and we'll see if you meet the odious terms and conditions in the fine print which we just pulled out of our asses. And then we might just sell you an overpriced, hastily refurbished, used battery pack, depending on how we feel that day. And speaking of fine print, battery capacity decreases with time and use. Companies are legally required to disclose salient characteristics of their products. Nissan made this seven word statement in the brochure and again on Nissan's website in Australia about time and use and diminished capacity. It's in five point Helvetica extra fine in a grey font on a friggin black background, you assholes. How much more buried and non-specific could they possibly be? This seems way disproportionate to me too. Making the type so small, while this issue has festered and become so big for so many leaf owners globally. In a Q&A on the 17th of July in 2011, Nissan said, Question, how many charging cycles can the energy storage device survive? Answer, like all lithium-ion batteries, the Nissan LEAF battery will experience gradual capacity loss over time. We expect the battery to last over 10 years. However, there may be a gradual loss of capacity of 30% or more, depending on your driving patterns and the effect on your battery. The battery can be used afterward for storage applications. What an outstanding bullshit expression. 30% or more. Or more.
right? Is that like 30% up to 100%? Way to go, you chumps, if your objective is to look like A-grade bullshitters. And apparently this diminution of range is all down to you, according to them, and how you drive, of course, and not the underlying battery architecture and the design deficiencies therein. Mr Carlson, I think it's fair to say, has experienced somewhat or more on the 30% degradation front over somewhat less than 10 years. Dailymail.co.uk picked up my earlier leaf story last week and I just wanted to use that to show you how the cake of Nissan's bullshit spin gets properly baked. This is part of a Nissan statement to Daily Mail. The manufacturer's warranty for this vehicle was 3 years 100,000 kilometres and the battery warranty was 5 years 100,000. There have been an extremely low number of warranty claims. On this, okay, I'd suggest that's because those Nissan assholes have been systematically screwing owners over. So that's kind of a self-fulfilling bullshit prophecy right there. And of course, leaf sales in Australia were appalling. Since 2011, Nissan Chumps managed to sell just 635 first-generation shitbox leafs. With such a pathetic number of Leafs on the road, of course the absolute number of warranty claims are going to be low. But here's where this gets really nasty. Beyond the manufacturer's warranty period, Nissan has introduced a subsidised battery exchange program for vehicles sold by its Australian dealers. More export grade bullshit right there. Let us be quite clear about who's subsidising who. Nissan is not subsidising the cost of premature battery failure and replacement on its shitbox leafs. You, the owner, are paying $10,000 plus fitting. Therefore, it is you who are subsidising Nissan for the company's underlying shit R&D. These assholes are profiteering from their own crap engineering. That, in my view, is grossly immoral and completely unethical. And you're not even getting a new battery pack, okay? My understanding is it is a refurbished battery pack, or what do they call it? Remanufactured, on an exchange basis. And only then, if you meet some bullshit criteria that they just made up. Whilst the cost is above 10 grand after labour, it is a 24 kilowatt. I think he means kilowatt-hour battery. And when you consider the costs of a home battery storage system of that capacity, it actually compares quite favourably. That is a quote, again in writing, from Nissan's top plug-in dude in Australia. And I'd suggest, what a dipshit position to take. Did anybody think about this? We've got the internet now, right? You may have heard of it. It's become such a big thing. So versatile, and let's not forget, useful for doing actual research. This is a global issue, unsurprisingly. And if you do that research, you will discover that exactly the same bullshit refurbished battery program introduced at exactly the same time in Japan costs 300,000 yen if you are a Japanese leaf owner. And if you do the conversion, you might just be shocked, I think, to learn that the cost is 4,200 shitsvillian dollars.
Obvious question, okay, why is Nissan Straya charging Strayan leaf owners more than double what the Japanese pay? Let's not forget, it's exactly the same battery in exactly the same friggin' car. And I'd suggest, if you've ever wondered what reverse racism actually looks like in the automotive industry, I think we just found a winner. It's disgraceful. Next time you hear Nissan bleating and moaning about not getting any government support for its shitbox Leaf and EVs generally, I'd suggest that you consider their conduct right here and right now. And let's not forget, government support is a euphemism for your hard-earned tax dollars going into their bank account, effectively. Let's not also forget that Nissan is a complete financial leech in Australia. They don't pay any income tax, and they have not for years. As usual you know, on this issue, you know, what they're not saying speaks volumes. And they're not suggesting that Mr. Carlson's claims are false, nor that the $33,000 battery replacement quote from Lennox Motors is a fake. They're not suggesting that it's a one-off from a dealer who is attempting to profiteer either. If you want a new battery from Nissan or any other EV manufacturer, pretty much, that's about what it's going to cost you, okay? I'll leave it to you to decide which brands to eliminate from your new car buying shortlist but for me, Nissan is down there with Jeep and Volkswagen. It's that bad. This conduct is frankly atrocious on so many levels, morally, and it's also environmentally reprehensible. And the ACCC, which is supposed to be the watchdog here, looking after you and me, backing up David in this battle against Goliath, still appallingly in hypersleep, awaiting new dentures, perhaps, and, of course, the long overdue descent of its balls. As I sit in the fat cave filming this report, 75,000 of you have already watched my earlier report on the leaf detailing Mr. Carlson's problem. In that report, I asked you to email Carla Leach, Nissan's PR chick, with your view politely on the company's conduct. And if just 2% of you went out and did that, and I got a lot of CC'd emails, so thank you for that. Ms. Leach has now got 1,500 emails or something expressing fairly strong and authentic consumer sentiment. If you were one of those people, thank you sincerely for getting involved here. She probably didn't enjoy getting those emails because there's typically nothing a PR person likes less than interacting with the actual public. Let's not forget that. But I guarantee, okay, that your emails will float upstairs and the higher-ups in the corporation will certainly have a meeting about them. And that's all we should give a shit about, I'd suggest. So that's a win for the little guys, even if all they do is start examining their own behaviour in the boardroom. There's still time if you have not yet expressed your view. It's Carla underscore Leach at nissan.com.au. That's Carla with a K and Leach, unlike the blood-sucking parasite, L-E-A-C-H. Carla with a K, L-E-A-C-H underscore at nissan.com.au. And remember, politeness and respect, okay? It's going to carry your firm position on this with far more momentum and the less dignified communication options, however satisfying they might seem to you in the moment. If you'd like to support my unique 
flavour of guerrilla consumer advocacy, highlighting that corporate cockheadery. Yes. There's a secure PayPal link in the description and your support would certainly help. Feel free to share this report widely as well on social media or discuss it on your own YouTube channel, on your blog or in your podcast. Oxygenation here is key. It's an excellent hedge against this undignified anti-consumer onslaught by Nissan and others. You know, the market's bad actors, basically. Feel free to like, subscribe and enable notifications so you won't miss any future uploads. And if you hated this report, unburden yourself in the comments, I ask you. I always enjoy that, perversely. Have at it. One final piece of advice. If you are thinking of buying an EV, new or used, do the research, okay? If that vehicle does not have active cooling, in other words, a radiator for the batteries, you do not want to buy it. I do sincerely appreciate your support and thanks for watching.